0: On Midnight Mania Sports, we have Will Guillory, the athletic writer for the New Orleans Pelicans. Will, thank you for coming on the show today.
1: I appreciate you for having me on.
0: So my first question is, how did you get your career started with The Athletic?
1: Oh, wow. Uh, Man, that goes back to uh, I originally started uh, my first official writing job was with uh, NOLA.com, the Times-Picayune, a newspaper that used to exist here in New Orleans, but now uh, they're gone and... Uh, That's a whole other story. But, uh, you know, I got my start over there as a two lane beat writer uh, and doing Pelicans is basically the number two guy behind John Reed, who was the number one Pelicans Mm -hmm. guy. And then, uh, you know, during my first year there, John Reed's uh, father ended up getting sick, unfortunately, during the season. And he he had to go back uh, home to Florida to take care of his dad. So I ended up getting thrown on the Pelicans beat, you know, out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I basically took on the job. And that was the year they traded for DeMarcus Cousins. So, oh, okay. you know, I, my boss calls me one day and he's like, yeah, stop whatever you're doing with Tulane. You're the Pelicans guy. <laughs> They've got Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins. That's your number one focus. And, you know, i followed follow those guys for the entire year. And that next summer, he ended up telling me, you know, you're the guy and now you're the Pelicans guy and yeah i I ended up covering the that that season where they went to the playoffs and demarcus cousins tours achilles and Mm -hmm. and and that following summer you know i sat down with the people from the athletic and they kind of gave me an offer i couldn't refuse and you know i made the jump and and man it's one of the best decisions i ever made in my life you know i love working for the athletic you know i think it's an amazing company They give us an amazing opportunity to do some great stories over there and yeah it's been a great run for the past two years and i I'm looking forward to just seeing what the future looks like.
0: Yeah, that sounds great, especially, you know, coming up with DeMarcus Cousins. That was a big trade for the Pelicans.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, I tell everybody my 4 years covering the Pelicans I went through the Pelicans trading for Demarcus Cousins on All Star night in New Orleans, mm-hmm. next year Demarcus Cousins tears his Achilles. The next season, Anthony Davis demands a trade in the middle of the season, <laughs> and now this year I get Zion Williamson. So <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it's been a wild four years for sure. It feels like 10, 15 years I've been on the beat, but man, I'm just blessed, you know, to, to be able to cover a team from my hometown and, and mm-hmm. just kind of see all these crazy stories unfolding in front of me, and you know, hopefully. Will have another (laughs) great four or five years ahead of me uh, with this team that they're uh, they're putting together around
0: Zion. Yeah, it is sure a young team, and you're just talking about Zion. And the big question during the season for the Pelicans was Zion's injury. The timetable was supposed to be around Christmas time with that sure has passed. So what is your estimation for when Zion will come back?
1: Yeah, I mean, we've been seeing Zion before games. He's wrapping up his mm-hmm. activity. A few days ago, he made some highlights. We actually saw him dunk in pre-game, which is something uh, we hadn't seen before. We actually had, we saw him dunk in Portland when we were out there mm-hmm. uh, during the past road trip, but uh, we decided to not put that out there at the request of the team. So we've seen him, you know, doing more and more stuff in practice. He's been doing some four-on-four drills. Yeah hasn't been completely clear for contact stuff just yet, but I would expect that's going to come sometime soon. They've got a good stretch here with the next, I believe, four days they're off before they travel uh, to LA to play the Lakers. Okay. So I think they're going to try to get him some practice time in before during this time off, and I would expect him to get uh, – really close here around the middle of the month. I think that's when they're going to try to target. So I, I think within probably the next two weeks, uh, they're going to try to get him on the court. And, and man, it's a crazy times to see him finally getting it together. And everybody's talking about, is he going to sit out the entire season? Are they going to reassure him? I think there's basically a 0% chance of that happening. I, I, I was I would guess probably within the next two weeks we're going to see him, and it's going to be wild to see the reaction from the home crowd once he's finally out there. But just from what I've seen, I think he's really close, uh, but the team just wants to make sure he's 100% before they throw him out there, obviously.
0: Yeah, even when he was down at Duke, when he got that knee injury down there, he was very eager to play, and it seems like he's very eager now to get back on the court.
1: Yeah, and I, th- I don't think it's a coincidence that you saw him, you know, a couple of days ago with all the cameras out there throwing down windmill mm-hmm. dunks and, and jumping up and throwing it up dunks because he kind of wants to send the message to everybody like, hey, I'm ready to play, you know, I can still do Zion stuff out here. But the team wants to be really cautious with him and they understand, like, you know, this guy. the guy's 19 years old. He's got his entire right. career ahead of him. You know, this season, obviously, it looks like it's pretty much lost at this point. They're making a good little run here, but, you know, nobody's expecting this team to win the title this year. So uh, the, the most important thing for this franchise is to make sure he's healthy going forward. He could be the face of this organization going into the future. And the, the biggest thing is just making sure he's healthy, making sure his body's correct. And I think, it's even beyond just making sure the knee is healthy because I think if that was the case, he would be playing right now. I think the knee's fine. It's just a matter of making sure he, he's kind of taking care of his weight the way he needs to. Mm-hmm. They're making sure all the other uh, different aspects of his body are intact. So when he comes back, this none of this stuff will be an issue anymore. It won't be even a talking point about how his knees are holding up or how his feet are holding up. But under all of that weight, I think they want to make sure all of that stuff's behind them. And once he's able to hit the court, he can just kind of hit the ground running so to speak and just kind of become the player we all envision him
0: becoming and there's a lot of talk about you know zion how the pelicans and the doctors are kind of teaching him how to walk again what what do you kind of (laughs) take out of that
1: yeah, I think that, that story is a little bit overblown when you mm-hmm. say teaching him how to walk. I mean, he's not like a three-year-old. I'll right. Out. <laughs> not holding his hand, teaching him how to walk. I think it's just a matter of, you know, kind of helping him like, with a, a lot of stuff that people go through in physical therapy where they make sure you're, you're walking in the correct way and your body's moving in the correct way where you're not putting more stress on your, your ligaments and on your limbs than you need to. I think when you see with Zion walking the past, he's got that little funny waddle about mm-hmm. him like, <laughs> think like that's something yeah. that they want to eliminate and make sure that he's just kind of you know walking in the correct way and not kind of doing stuff to kind of put himself at risk and i think you've heard about guys like my miles uh, turner going through right. the same thing i believe d wade uh, said in the past that, that he's had physical therapists tell him about the way he walks and i think That's something uh, professional athletes go through. I mean, it's a long 82-game season for you guys. There's so much that goes into every little movement that they do, do, the recovery they go through every day. Uh, This stuff happens with a lot of guys, and I think uh, obviously when it's Zion, it's a big deal because everything Zion does is a big deal. But I think this is just a part of the rehab process where they want to make sure, just like I said, that this stuff is a non-issue going forward once he comes back. So I think that's a part of it and just making sure he's doing all the little things right to to make sure his body is good and to make sure these issues don't pop up again because uh you know obviously he's got a a very unique body style i've had a couple people with the pelicans tell me man the guy's just a freak he's unlike anything they've ever seen before at any level so uh they want to just make sure that he's doing things in the right way so he doesn't put himself at risk
0: so in addition for the offseason, uh, last off season, the, uh, the Pelicans acquired Brandon Ingram, a star player for sure on this Pelicans roster, averaging 25 points, 7 rebounds, and 3 assists. How big of an impact does he have on this team?
1: Man, B.I. has been unbelievable, man. I was one of the guys that was a little bit of a skeptic uh, going into the, the trade. Uh-huh. I, I was one of the guys screaming, man, it's Tatum or bust. When <laughs> the Anthony <the>, Davis <laughs> things were going down, I thought Jason Tatum was the superstar that they needed yep. to go after. But Brandon Ingram, I mean, he's made an unbelievable jump in his game just to show off all the different aspects of his skill set. We knew he was a guy that can get to the bucket and hit those mid-range jumpers when he was in L.A., but now he's expanded his game out to the three-point line and shooting over 40% from three this <laughs> year, which is something I don't think anybody saw coming. His handle is so much better. He's seeing the floor a lot better, and, you know, making passes, making his teammates better, and just being in the locker room and talking to him and learning just what type of person he is, I think it's easier to I mean, Understand why guys kind of fall in love with him, and just just because he cares about his teammates so much, he cares about the game so much. He's a guy that always puts everything on himself after every game, one about running jokes, you know. After games, how was bi? I blame this one on himself just because every game he comes out and says, you know, I should have done this better, I should have done that better. You know, he's a guy that kind of puts everything on his shoulders and he wants to be great. He wants his teammates to look at him and, and have high expectations for him every night. And I think that's a, that's key for anybody that wants to be great in this league just having that that uh, ability to look yourself in the mirror and know what it takes to get better every single day. And that guy is hungry, man. He wants to be great. He wants to be considered one of the best players in this league. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, that's the destiny. I think he's destined to become that one day just because of everything he has in his toolbox and just the mentality he brings to the Game every night, so I've just been super impressed with uh, Bi this entire season, and just the way he's played has been a, uh, an extreme price spot for this team considering everything going on with Zion. And when you think about the future with those two together, man, it can be scary when you got Bi putting up twenty five a game and Zion throwing down windmill dunks <laughs> every night putting up twenty and ten. This team has a serious core that they're going to put together moving forward, and that's not even mentioning guys like Jackson Hayes and the Alexander Walker. Mm-hmm. I mean, David Griffin has done a tremendous job kind of putting the young pieces together that's going to allow this team to to build for the future. It's just a matter of, you know, allowing these guys to grow together and learning how they fit, you know, once once all of the pieces are on the floor.
0: Do you think that the Pelicans have turned things around the last few weeks with a four-game win streak?
1: I think a big part of it is just getting their defense in order, you know, through the first few months of the season, they were, you know, frankly, just horrible on defense in so many different ways. They weren't communicating. They didn't trust each other on that, and their rotations which is bad, and I think night in and night out you saw guys either not doing what they were supposed to do or kind of overdoing it to trying to make up for what other people are doing and I think a big part of the improvement is just getting a, a guy like Derek Favors back just a solid vet, you know at the center position who could be trustworthy every night to make the right decisions to communicate he's somebody that the, those guys just trust down there in the paint and also he's one of the better rebounders in the he mm-hmm. which is something they were lacking as well so I think just having that presence there I think it's giving everybody on the team confidence and it's kind of put everyone in the place where they should be and I think uh, that's so important something that's so underrated in this league is having a guy that allows everybody to do what they're supposed to do guys just do you if you just do your job then everything's going to fall into place and that's something that this team is doing now and now you're seeing Drew Holiday look like the old Drew Holiday Mm -hmm. on the defensive end Lonzo Ball making plays on the defensive end I think Brandon Ingram has made a big jump on the defensive end since uh, Derek Favors has come back so I think that's the biggest thing for them is just locking in on defense and becoming much better on that end and, and, you know, they've been uh, top five defense basically in the past five or six games. I don't think that's going to last, but I don't really think it needs to just because they're so talented on the offensive end. And when they get it going on offense, they could be a top five, top seven offense. So if they could just level out at around mediocre, you know, halfway mark on defensive rating side, I think this team could be really, really good. And obviously they dug themselves a, a huge hole just because of that 13-game losing. Streak. But I think with everything going the way it's going in the Western Conference with that AT, man, they're going to be right there. And then when you bring Zion back into the mix, that's going to take this thing to the next level. So I do think that the team we've seen in the past two weeks is more of the team that they actually are rather than the team we saw through the first 25 or so games. So I think they have turned it around. And I think it's pretty impressive what they've been able to do. But it's just a matter of keeping up what they've done on the defensive. And I think that's the major key.
0: It'll for sure be a real test for this team when they play the Lakers on uh, Friday night It'll be a a really good game and it'll be a good test to see how well this team can handle a great team like the Lakers
1: Yeah, I think the big thing is obviously those three Laker guys going back to LA for the first time. I know it's going to be the emotional
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, moment for them. I know they're going to tell us that they don't, they don't care. It's just another game on a schedule, but we know that's not true.
0: Right. <laughs> the
1: guys tend to not tell us the truth during these type of moments. And I think that was you know, just going back to that game earlier in the year. I thought that was one of the refreshing things about how Anthony Davis handled it. He just came out and said, "Yes, yeah, huge game. I care a lot about it. It's going to mean a lot. And he came out and performed, you know, one of the best games of his career yeah. in that game. And and I think I, I would love to see kind of Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball kind of do that same type of thing going back. He, uh, especially Lonzo Ball, who didn't play that first game against the mm-hmm. Lakers earlier this year. He was going through a stomach bug. And we know his connection to the L.A. and that, to the, the area of Los Angeles. And how he grew up out there and played at UCLA. And people out there loved him. and just kind of seeing his emotions going back into that building where really he's the guy that never shows emotions. I mean, he's Mm -hmm. just stone cold every time he speaks to him. So I know uh, it's going to be different for him being in a situation like that. And I would just love to see how he reacts and how he plays in that game. And, Just seeing if they can get revenge against Anthony Davis and those Lakers, I mean, Mm -hmm. looking like the best team in the league at this point, if not, you know, number two or number three. So just going through that type of test with the emotions and going against an opponent that great, I think it's going to be a big test to see just how much this Pelican team has turned their season around and if it's really legit or it's kind of a, a blip that they've gone through over these past five or six games.
0: Well, I just want to thank you again for coming on the show today and best of luck with you in the future and happy new year.
1: Tom, oh, man, I appreciate you for having me on. Good luck with you, what you're doing out there, man. Sure, thank
0: you. Appreciate it. Absolutely, man.